you can live in a happy and healthy partnership and marriage and that your dreams and desires are worth it. So go after them. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining us today is our guest co-host, Holly Duckworth from hollyduckworth.com. Hey, Holly. Hello. It's a pleasure to have you. And of course, our official co-host joining us from Maui, Hawaii. Aloha, Kamanzi Constable. Aloha, Jared, and aloha, all my Star of the Doubts friends. (laughs) Well, we're fortunate today. We have Chelsea Avery. She is a wife, traveler, business owner, founder of thenewwifestyle.com. She's empowering women and their relationships. It's all about choices and not expectations. Chelsea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Just a quick note, Kamadi. Chelsea's no stranger to the show. She's been on the show before. Uh, Would you enlighten the audience, Chelsea, for those who may not remember? Yes, absolutely. Starve the Doubts is a good place to be. So Ryan Avery, my husband, was one of your earlier podcasts, I believe. And then I actually got a chance to co-host and interview him with you last year, I think, Jared. Yes, absolutely. And you did an amazing job on that. So good. They were like, hey, you know, we got to have Chelsea on the show. You've had a great year. So this year we had you on and, and I feel a little bad that we didn't invite Ryan in on this one, but we wanted Holly to be involved. That's too. right. Wow, I'm feeling the pressure to uh, perform here, Chelsea. You didn't tell me that. You'll be great. You'll be good. No pressure. But to point out real quick, come on, the, uh, Ryan Avery has been super gracious and been an amazing friend of the show. And you have to, Chelsea. And we just want to say thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for supporting all that we do, too. Hey, Chelsea, after that episode aired, were you guys still friends, you and Ryan? Or was there like a little friction at home? No, it was good. It was good. But he was definitely like, you didn't have to be so professional. And I said, you know, I didn't want to screw this up. All right. It's kind of a big deal. So play nice. I thought you were the perfect balance of professional and uh, yeah, just ad lib and impromptu. That was great. So it was fun. It was Chelsea fun. is the perfect everything. <laughs> I don't know why. Perfect entrepreneur, perfect friend. I wouldn't go that far, but thank you, Holly. Well, we appreciate your humility, Chelsea. So you know this question's coming because it's not your first rodeo. Oh. What is the best concert that you have ever been to? I've honestly been losing sleep over this. It's The word favorite really stresses me out. So I will say one of my top ones, Jared, hopefully you'll resonate with this, would be any Guster show. Guster is my favorite band. So that would be good. But then I was losing sleep over the fact that about 12 years ago, I think I was I was 16 and went to a Billy Idol concert with my dad. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And he kissed me, Billy, not my dad. (laughs) On my cheek, which was completely inappropriate for this dirty old man to be kissing a 16 year old. But I've never washed my cheek since. So that's also he up there. the cradle of love. Yeah, he totally did. And I was into it. Did, did you give a rebel yell? <laughs> I totally did. And then I don't want to derail this, but I do need to share with Kamanzi that I get to see Taylor Swift in Seattle in a few months. No, was, don't say, say that. To to Jared, say I'm done. The interview's <laughs> over. <laughs> Well, what? there's nothing wrong with Chelsea going to see Taylor Swift. No, there That's isn't. A good thing. I'm jealous, Chelsea. You can come. You're totally invited. <laughs> now, what if Taylor possession- Swift kissed Chelsea, true kissed possessions. You I tried to get tickets to her here in Denver. Over $200 a seat for 300 Whoa. So let's just say a little jealous. I'm glad you're having fun. You're going to have to post pics of that. Absolutely. It was not that expensive. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Secondary market, babe. 
So you know, Chelsea, that I am like the big Portland queen and I am super duper jealous that you get to live in my hometown and I get to live in your hometown. We swapped hometowns a couple years ago. So I want to hear now that you've been there for a while, what is your favorite thing about Portland? Mm, That's a good one. I know it's totally funny how we did swap hometowns. I would say my favorite thing about Portland is definitely the quirkiness and the foodie scene. There is a lot of food here and I'm upset that I can't constantly be eating at all of these different restaurants because there are a ton. Chelsea, I heard there's good donut places. Oh gosh, yes, there are. Of course you have the typical tourist voodoo donuts, but there's this new donut place called Blue Star Donuts that's taking over Mm. Portland. They already have like five locations and They're well known for their buttermilk donuts and then their hard apple cider fritters. So I'm all over that. (laughs) Now, Chelsea, I'm coming back in June and July. Where are you taking me to eat dinner? Well, first, obviously, we're getting dinner at probably Mother's Bistro or Tasty and Sense. I can't decide yet. I'll have to think about it. But for sure, we're getting donuts. Duh. I'm going to have to walk a 14er to burn off the calories before I come, it sounds like. It's true. It's true. I just gained five pounds on this interview. (laughs) No, Chelsea, we love good food, so I'm down with mothers. Good. So, Chelsea, finish this sentence. Wait, no. Before we go to this, finish this sentence. When is the Taylor Swift concert? (laughs) I think it's August 8th in Seattle. So, put it on your calendar. Make it happen. Jared. He's looking it up. Well, Somehow no, this no. is a business expense for you guys, I'm Jared, sure. Jared, that's, that's a few days off from podcast movement, and I'll already be in the mainland U.S. Yeah, but that's in Texas, so you'd have to go up to, yeah. Mm. That's it's possible. What I'm hearing gotta, is that it's possible. You got to chase your dreams, right? <laughs> well, Chelsea's husband, Ryan, would say dream big. He totally would. Right? And I would say all things are possible, so there you go. <laughs> See you there. You're, we're going to have to talk about this off it, it disturbs me how we went back to Taylor Swift. <laughs> All things go back to Taylor Swift. Well, so now that we're back on track, Chelsea, finish this sentence. If your confidence is low. Uh, eat a donut. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I would really say I just wrote a post about this on my blog today that when your confidence is low, it usually means that you're stuck inside of your own head. Typically, people are wanting to be very supportive of your dreams and your goals and what you're doing. It's usually the fact that we're stuck in our own heads. So I would say, you know, shake it off. Yeah, I went there. Uh, (laughs) Listen to music, exercise, eat good food for yourself and really get out of your own head so that your confidence can get back on track. Yeah, good confidence never goes out of style. Oh, nailed it. It's too much. There's no coming back from that one. No, Chelsea. You mentioned your blog. So your blog is thenewwifestyle.com for those who haven't checked that out yet. What exactly is The New Wifestyle and how do you live it? Great question. So The New Wifestyle is essentially a mindset and a lifestyle. It's about being a strong and empowered woman first, who then believes that marriage is all about a partnership. So essentially, you're going after your own goals, your own dreams, really being solid in who you are as an individual while still being this rock solid partner and supportive of your spouse. Are you always a rock star wife, Chelsea? No, I'm not. And that's why I started really the blog is I wanted to share a piece of marriage can be beautiful. It doesn't have to be those t-shirts that, you know, show those two stick figures and it says game over with a ball and a chain. Those things are funny, (laughs) but it's sad because there are just so many people getting divorced or being in unhappy relationships. So Part of my blog is that I do share my failures and my mistakes and my lessons from trying to be a good wife and a good partner and the lessons that I've learned along the way. 
Well, Chelsea, your readers absolutely love your authenticity. In fact, we love it so much that last year your blog was named one of the top 10 best blogs for wives. I know why I'm drawn to your site. Why do you think that people are drawn into your site? Oh, well, thank you. And Holly has been such a great supporter, as have you, Jared and Kamanzi. So I think people, from the emails and interactions that I get, I think people are drawn to my site because it is real and authentic. I'm not afraid to share my own struggles with marriage or with confidence or with going after my own dreams. And then I also throw some sassiness in there. I mean, who doesn't love a sassy lady? So I think that's the piece of it. Also, there's a ton of resources out there that are heavily based in religion and marriage. And I think that's great and really helpful for a lot of people. But my stance on it is that I leave that piece out of it. And I encourage people to seek, you know, their spirituality, fulfilledness in other ways. So I think coming to my site as a resource that isn't heavily focused on an organized religion is a piece that people are appreciating too. Well, and Chelsea, the piece that I love, I mean, you did ask me to sort of go boldly where no woman had gone before and write a post on spirituality in relationships. And, you know, I would encourage our listeners to think about this may be called the new wife style, but it might even be the new lifestyle. And you don't have to be a wife to read it. And that's not, you know, my current role in life. But I feel really, really empowered by the work that you do around what you said, authenticity and relationship and life. And, you know, it's it's really awesome to hear all of the things that you and your life partner, Ryan, go through in such an authentic and fun way. And now you're doing video blogs. So thank you for the video (laughs) blogs. Well, I can second what Holly just said. I I am obviously not a wife, but I do. I am married and I do read your post and I absolutely love what you're doing. Chelsea hints, you know, having you on the show. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was already a fan, Chelsea, but something earlier that you said has made me now a super fan. (laughs) Not Taylor Swift. (laughs) Um, I'm going to leave it alone because Jared's already nervous. (laughs) He already thinks that I'm a stalker. So Chelsea, you do a lot of writing on your blog and you're obviously a writer. Is the next step for you a books? Is that in the works? Definitely. So I'm working on a larger book. And in the meantime, I'm working on what I like to call guides. So I'm working on the new wife styles guide to weddings, to engagements, to your first year of marriage, maybe or oldie weds instead of newlyweds. So those are the things that I'm working on right now, which kind of give a different spin as a resource for people. And then the book is coming down the line. It's halfway written, but interjecting these guides for now. All right, Chelsea, I love seeing, at least online, your relationship with your husband, Ryan, and you write about relationships. So I'd love for you, if you're willing to take the angle of the wife and then take the angle of the husband, if you can, what are a few ways we can have a better relationship with our significant other? Definitely. That's a great question. One of the things that Ryan and I started doing a few years ago is asking each other four questions before we fall asleep each night. And we both travel a lot. Usually it's together, but sometimes it's to different cities. And we make this a point to ask these questions, whether it's over the phone or FaceTime or in person. So I would encourage you to ask, what was your favorite thing about me today? What was your favorite thing about yourself today? How did you give back today? And what are you thankful for today? So essentially, that's allowing you to need to have these answers ready. So you're much more conscious of how your partner is interacting with the day, how you're interacting with the day. And we both believe that it's really important that you're giving back. We're afforded so many opportunities and so many great things in this life that we do need to be striving to make the world a better place. 
So that's one thing that I would do regardless of if you're married or not. You could do this with your kids, you know, as a whole family of asking these four questions each night or at some point in the day, because that has really transformed our relationship to end our days on such a positive note, lifting each other up. Wow, Chelsea, I'm so inspired by that. You've given so many great tools and challenges and fun things that your community can interact with you on from your 12 by 12 photo challenge to some of your quote challenges. I mean, there's just always something exciting and dynamic. You're doing giveaways now on your site. So there's four really powerful questions. I think we can take the new wife style with us every single day. One of the things that I am always inspired about you is your recognition that when you got married, you were not going to give up your identity. And you talk even about how you've infused that into your marriage. In fact, giving back is a tenant that you ask a lot about in your evening questions. How are you giving back? So Mm -hmm. I happen to know that you started your career as a social worker. And, you know, yeah, my background is a, you know, I'm a certified association executive, a certified meeting planner, and I absolutely love the roots that I have in nonprofit leadership. And you and I've brainstormed a lot. Wow, what did we do when we made this leap to being (laughs) women entrepreneurs? People tell us it's a big change. You and I have and continue to evolve and grow with entrepreneurial mindsets. Share with us your mindset shift and how you're getting comfortable with this change and maybe even integrating those great works in both areas of your life. That's such a good question. It's so different. And it's my life just looks very different than I thought it would. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But as someone who can be a little bit type A and loves to plan things, it totally threw me off that right now I'm not currently in a traditional social work job. So for me, it was amazing to see and to feel just how much we are conditioned in school, in our homes, in that scenario. So I was very conditioned to think, okay, I'm almost going to make no money and I shouldn't expect anything else. I'm always going to be working for an organization and, you know, I'm working for social justice. So I was prepared to live that life and I was living that life and I was happy with it. And since my husband, you can listen to his podcast about winning the world championship and I was his coach through that, it's really opened up doors and opportunities for us to become entrepreneurs. So it's been a whirlwind for sure. And I think the biggest thing that I've had to do is really change that mindset. And it's something that I have to do daily, sometimes multiple times a day. My biggest struggle was how do I validate my identity as a social worker while becoming an entrepreneur? So, you know, I'd spent all this money. I have my master's degree in social work. That's what brought us out in Portland. So how do I use those skills and channel them in a way that allows for our new world of travel and adventure and opportunity? So that's really what came down to the new lifestyle. That's why I started it was it's my way of incorporating the skills that I've learned through social work, through empowering people, through social justice and bringing that into the entrepreneurial light. So I don't want to make it sound like I have it all together either. But I'm getting there. And I picked a word of the year, which is capable this year. So I'm really trying to harness that feeling of I am capable of being an entrepreneur with a social work background that gives me a unique viewpoint on things. So it's a wild and crazy ride, but I'm very grateful for it. Well, and isn't it exciting? I I see you. You're still living your mission of doing social work under the umbrella of an entrepreneur. I don't think you had to give up anything to step into this new role. Would you agree with that? 
I would, but it felt like it. And sometimes it still feels like that just because I'm not working with a team in a nonprofit setting, which is really what my mind was very focused on. So you're right that I don't think I've had to give it up. I've just had to change that picture in my mind, which can be very tricky. Well, and you are still in a nonprofit setting. I've seen those blogs about you and Ryan and your nonprofit dating experiences and going out and working in shelters and doing that kind of thing, right? Tell people about that. Definitely. So we now have a challenge, quote unquote, challenge this year to be volunteering at a new organization each month. That's really important to us. So we just volunteered with Friends of Trees, planted trees this past weekend, which has been really fun. But we are not currently running a nonprofit. We are a for-profit business. (laughs) But we do make it a point to really give back to our community. And we can do that with money as well as time. Well, the more you make, the more money and time you have to give back. So you're doing it. Jared or Holly, have you, either of you ever heard Ryan speak live? I have. Yeah, I have as well. Does he live up to the hype? (laughs) <laughs> I, I think he's an outstanding speaker. Right? He's one of my favorites. for sure. He's pretty good, but I'm kind of biased. <laughs> you know, so, the beautiful thing about Ryan is he doesn't put himself on that speaker pedestal and he does his work to make sure that you don't either. He's the same guy on the stage as he is if you're talking to him with a cup of coffee in the morning, that he's just really a real guy. And that comes across in the work that he does on stage. Chelsea, one of the things that you're passionate about, and you've made it very clear this episode, is empowering women. Um, You started something recently called Vocal Women, which helps women take their public speaking skills to the next level. Could you tell us how this came about? And then for somebody like myself who has done speaking, but still gets very nervous and it's maybe not my favorite thing, could you give us a few tips there as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really excited about this new venture of Vocal Women. It came about because we were actually in Malaysia at the Toastmaster convention last year, and there was one woman on the final stage. So when you go through the world championship of public speaking, if you make it all the way, you get on the final stage, which is usually nine or 10 people. And there was one woman on that stage and she did an incredible job. But I was also really disappointed to see that there weren't more women represented And a man won and he did an outstanding job. He absolutely should have won. His speech was really powerful. But I was fuming and upset and sad and just angry that there weren't more women being represented in this contest. Out of the 90 years of the contest, four women have won. And so I was kind of walking around in this days of trying to be excited and happy for this man who had just won, but also feeling really sad about the lack of representation. So I ran into this woman, Olivia Schofield. And she was the 2011 sole female finalist. She unfortunately went over time and disqualified to be in that running. But from what I hear, she did an outstanding job. So she was feeling the same way. And instead of us just harping about it and drinking wine and just being nasty about the situation, we decided we wanted to do something. So she actually lives in Germany. So we've been for the past few months preparing and figuring out, you know, this nine hour time difference between the two of us of putting together a monthly webinar specifically for women. We did have some men join us and that's totally fine, but we were really wanting to create a strong community of women who are wanting to improve their public speaking skills while being in an uplifting environment. So really dispelling those, it's a reality of women do tend to cut each other down instead of lift each other up. So 
that's what Vocal Women is. It's a monthly webinar where we come together, we have special guests join us to give insight into the public speaking world, to have our voices be heard. Uh, Chelsea, I want to add, we do the podcast movement, and this year the focus was getting two amazing female rock star keynote speakers. Love it. And our female rock star keynote speakers are the two biggest keynote speakers that'll be taking that keynote stage. I mean, we have some great speakers, but the I two female are the big rock stars, and we're really proud of that. That's so, so great. And that's just, I have goosebumps right now because you do, everyone needs to be intentional about that. And the fact that you have these two amazing women who I know are going to rock it really shows what you all are doing and then also really benefits your audience. Women's voices need to be heard. What we have to say matters. Our insights matter. So thank you for giving them that opportunity because I know they're going to rock it. You've already touched on this, but let's just hit on it real quick. Why do you think it's so important for women to find their voice and speak up? Just as I said that we do have a story, that we do have a powerful message that needs to be sent out to the world. And whether that message is in front of the PTA or in front of a 5,000 member audience, which Holly is a professional speaker. She speaks everywhere. She's totally rocking it out there. She has a message that needs to be heard. I have a message that needs to be heard. As do you, Jared, and as do you, Kamanzi. But I think at times women, whether it's societal or oftentimes in our own heads, we often feel like what we have to say isn't worthy enough. So just reminding ourselves that we do deserve to be heard and that people want to hear our story and we want to make the world a better place. And then I didn't forget, I'm remembering now, Kamanzi, about some of your speaking tips. And this is what Ryan and I do both before we go speak in front of people is that we speak out loud as if the event has already happened. So before you get on stage, make sure your microphone is turned off because he totally did not have his microphone off during one of these pep talks in the hall. And <laughs> thankfully, someone ran behind stage and was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, but before you go on stage, tell yourself like, all right, Chelsea, you rock this. The audience really connected with you. You went out there and did the very best that you could do today. People laughed when they were supposed to. Maybe some things went wrong, but you handled it with grace. You own that stage. And so then when you get to actually speak on that stage, it almost feels like you've already been there and you've already done that. So it gives you an extra little boost of confidence when you speak to yourself out loud as if the event has already happened and it's been a success. Oh, Chelsea, I totally agree with you on that. I, I have a little line I use. I say, I'm the perfect person at the perfect time delivering the right and perfect message to this perfect audience. Ooh. So I, 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 it's similar to what Ryan does, but I, I love that you own the stage. You're, and that stage isn't necessarily just the stage of a convention or a, a conference, but it's the stage of your life. You oh, like are, that. yeah, you're so great about owning the stage of your life and making your dreams come true. I want to be respectful of, of time on our podcast, but I also um, have just a couple more questions. And one of them was, for some people, living the dream would be having a reality TV show. <laughs> and you and I have talked offline. You actually were offered a reality TV show and turned it down. And I think this story needs to be told, again, back in that power of vocal women's voices. Can you tell us, just in a short statement, why did you turn this reality TV show down and what do you think other women should learn from that experience? Yeah, that was a really crazy experience. And I do want to clarify that they didn't offer it. It wasn't just going to be our reality TV show. Maybe that would have been different, but we were going to be a couple with a few other couples on a reality TV show. And as we were going through the process and we were doing our Skype interviews and going through each round and people really liking kind of our business partner and life partner relationship and some of the things that that means for us. As we were progressing through the stages, people started commenting that 
you know, I needed to put on a little more makeup that maybe if instead of having curly hair, I could straighten my hair and really beef up my eyes and put red sexy lipstick on. And I was like, man, I own chapstick. So if you'd like me to put some more (laughs) chapstick on, I can do that. But it was a wake up call for me to think, man, this is an industry that I don't have an interest in. And it essentially came down to we don't get a say in what is aired about us, what is aired about our business, our personal lives. And those editors behind the screen can work magic. So Ryan and I really sat down and thought we want to be in control of how we're portrayed and of the information that gets spliced together. We don't need people creating good reality TV show because that's why people watch it. That's why people want to see people falling apart and drama and all of that. In our opinion, relationships already take a lot of hard work and a lot of being intentional about it. So we did not need to add the reality TV aspect of editing to that. And I also just did not appreciate that they didn't want to accept who I was naturally, that I needed to somehow transform into this other person in order to be considered good enough. Well, Chelsea, on behalf of women everywhere, I say thank you. And and I know if Ryan was here, he would say, let's keep big. And if that TV show is part of your dream, I know it's going to come exactly in the perfect way for you and for Ryan and for all of us as cheerleaders for uh, Team Avery. Well, thank you. And Chelsea, let the record reflect that Kamanzi powdered his nose for this audio interview. When we were getting ready to move out here to Maui... We were approached about being on a reality show about uh, families moving to their dream destinations. And we went through the same thing. We went through all the interviews and this and that. And ultimately, they decided we weren't right for it. But yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure, you know, that didn't come to fruition for a reason. There's a reason, you know, that wasn't part of your life at that time. So I'm always I am a true believer and we're right where we're supposed to be. So maybe down the line. (laughs) <laughs> so sometimes you and your husband are known as the dream big couple. Tell us about some of the big dreams you guys have in store for this year. Oh, man, we have such a wild dream on the horizon. This is the first I'm actually publicly talking about it. But we have a dream to be the first couple to speak on every continent this year, which wow. is crazy. So we are essentially trying to figure out how to get into Antarctica, which is a lot harder than we thought. But that is our big dream of the year. And we're really passionate about helping other people follow through with their big dreams. So we have some things in store coming up that people can join us on this journey in also supporting your own personal dreams. So follow us on the new lifestyle on Ryan's site, and we'll be announcing some more stuff soon. When Ryan won Chelsea, did that just lead to like an avalanche of speaking opportunities for you guys? It did and it didn't. I think there's this, at least for us, we thought, oh, wow, once you win, you just all this opportunity starts rolling in and all this money starts coming in and you can just go crazy. And that wasn't actually the case. It was a lot harder than we thought. You actually have to work for it, which we were both like, what? Why aren't people just handing us these things? So reality check also for our generation, we do feel a little bit entitled, but travel did start coming and he got a lot of invitations to speak in many different places. We were in China last year at a Toastmaster convention. We've been to the Bahamas. We're headed to Australia in May. So it really has been amazing. And what I so appreciate about Ryan is that he's made it very clear that we worked on this together, that he's not just the world championship 
winner, but that I was his coach along the way. And of course, many other people helped him through the journey, but it's been really amazing for us to get to work together in that capacity. And so we'll be teaching a workshop together in Australia. We've done some other things together and then working on this seven continent thing. We'll be doing some stuff together with that too. I love it. All right. So Chelsea, I know the easy answer for this next question will be Ryan or Holly Duckworth, and it should be, but we're going to not allow you to say those two (laughs) names. Who is doing something that interests you? Oh, that's such a great one. I'm going to go with Dr. Brene Brown. She really inspires me. She is a social worker who has given two incredible TED Talks about shame and vulnerability. And if you haven't seen them, I'd highly recommend looking at them. So she really resonates with me, not just because of the message that she's sending, but because she's this amazing social worker who is now best friends with Oprah, but also stepping into the speaking world and being an entrepreneur. So she's someone that I really look up to in terms of where she's been and where she's going and the message that she has to send. Wow, Chelsea, I that's just so great to hear. And I, you know, I had made the connection between her background and yours. That's so awesome. So I know, and you, you and I both know that we, you know, we believe in what we're doing, what our mission is, and we ask for what we need and we receive it when we show up. And I just know that someone listening to this podcast is going to have that connection to you for Antarctica or any of the other <laughs> continents that you're trying to get into. So we want our listeners to uh, stay connected with you online. What is the best place for those listeners to connect? Definitely check out the new wifestyle.com. And I'm a big fan of Instagram. So love taking some pictures of donuts and of course, concerts. Yes. And Chelsea, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? I just want to thank you both at Starve the Doubts and also Holly for co-hosting for having me today. And really just I want to leave with you the fact that you can live in a happy and healthy partnership and marriage and that your dreams and desires are worth it. So go after them. Chelsea, best wishes with the seven continents and the book and just all the exciting things that you and Ryan are working on. We love it. Just thank you so much for being here. And then, of course, thank you to Holly for being our guest co-host. Thanks, Holly. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, be a part of Starve the Doubts. Typically, people are wanting to be very supportive of your dreams and your goals and what you're doing. It's usually the fact that we're stuck in our own heads. So I would say, you know, shake it off. Yeah, I went there. Uh, (laughs) Listen to music, exercise, eat good food for yourself and really get out of your own head so that your confidence can get back on track.